T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. I did. I, I am inclined sometimes. I am known to dig holes for myself. So I, I thought I booked this half hour, booked a guest, and I was kind of excited about having the guest on. But now I don't know who it was. And it probably was nobody because nobody's here. But anyway, so we can do the rants, I guess. And if somebody shows up, we'll, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. What do you say about that? Because we do. We've got a lot of good rants to uh, get through. It's been a great week on the rant line. A lot, of, a lot of wild people with wild rants and normal people with normal rants. What is the, uh, this is a question I wanted to throw out, though. What is the most you would spend on a cell phone? What is your, do you have a limit in your mind? I've been going for years just buying the, like, three-year-old technology. <laughs> so I always, I, I always have whatever the old thing was. Because who cares? It's a phone. But lately, really, so before last weekend, the most I ever spent on a cell phone to buy it, I think, was um, maybe $160 or something. You know, that's an out-of-date smartphone from a couple of years ago. And you wait for a deal where they're looking to get rid of them, and you, you grab it. Anybody do that? Show of hands? So I was, uh, my smartphone was smart enough. It just didn't have much capacity to execute on its brain power because you know, there wasn't enough memory, so I couldn't put the apps in I wanted. Every, every time I wanted to load an app, I would have to delete one. And uh, then last year, my 14-year-old grandson, he, he was telling me about the phone he was getting. And it sounded great. You know, he's getting his new Google Pixel 7. And he was telling me about all the features and about how the, about how the, uh, the sensor for the fingerprint it wasn't a special space on the back. It was actually hidden inside of the the screen on the front. You would just put your finger on the all this stuff it would do. And I thought, wow, is this the latest technology? Yeah, he said, brand new. It's just coming out. This was like October. And uh, no, no, it was it was maybe six months before that. It was the six originally. And then in in October, the seven came out, and they were offering a deal to upgrade. For free, like he could tr trade in his old one, and they'd give him the new one. Or maybe he had to pay a small sum. 
So anyway, he did that. So then he's got a Pixel 7, the latest Google phone from a few months ago. And he, um, a couple of weeks ago, he says, I, I, I want to get rid of my uh, Pixel. I said, what are you talking about? You just got it. Oh, I didn't tell you the kicker. is was $450 he was paying. It was a $500 phone, and he was getting $50 off. And I thought, well, I can't do that. I can't, but I can't spend five hundred dollars on a phone. That just feels inappropriate to me. I don't understand how. This is me talking to myself. I didn't say this to him because I didn't want to ruin his fun. You know, he had a job over the summer. He made a bunch of money. He was making like twenty dollars an hour as a busboy. That's where things are at now. His first job ever. So he bought the phone, and then after you know, come October, or no, come a couple of weeks ago, he's done with it. He needs to get an iPhone because of some capability it has for some technical thing he's working on. Because he's, uh, he's only 14, but he goes to an engineering school, a STEM school, and he's all over technical stuff. So he said, would you be interested in buying my phone? I said, well, what's the deal? He said, well, I need, I need 450 for it in order to spend 450 on an iPhone. So I said, all right, I'll do that. I just went for it. Because I wanted him to be able to get the new phone, and I decided I wanted to have a phone that would actually do things, that would have power and space, and I'd be able to down download all the apps. It's, it's got so many gigs, it's mind-boggling, the memory on it. And I'm excited. I'm so happy that I can just download any app I want. Oh, it's glorious. And it works. That's the other thing. It works. It's it's got a good processor, so stuff happens fast. So anyway, for uh, people who are pondering spending crazy amounts of money for a device that, um, and you know, as soon as you get the new expensive one, you're going to start dropping it, right? The junk one I've had the last couple of years. I went two years, never fell out of my pocket or anything. I just wanted to share that story with you, see if you had any uh, similar kind of experience. 860-522-9842. We'll get the rants going. Let's talk to Mike in Plainville. What's going on, Mike? $30 a month for a jitterbug phone. It, it can text. You can make calls, and you can send pictures. I don't need anything more than that. Everything well, if, is, you, if you don't need it, so that's a flip phone? Is that what you're saying? The jitterbug's a flip phone, right? It's a flip phone, so... Two, two jitterbug phones in the house, $60 a month plus the landlines. I have two. So we're talking $85, $90 a month for phone services. I don't do yeah, anything so, unless it's necessary. Well, yeah, and that's fine. That meets your parameters. I've got a cheapo service for my phones. So I've got three phones that cost me a sum total of $15, 30 uh, $60 a month for the three phones. But I bought each of the phones. I bought two little flip phones, one for my wife and one for the rant line. And uh, those were like, you know, 50 bucks each for the phones. And uh, they'll it's, last it's forever. It's like anything else, anything else in the world. I mean, do you want to buy a uh, Ford Taurus or do you want to buy a Chevy Impala that's, that's all tricked out? I mean, it, it, you get the same thing. Uh, people are paying two or $3,000 for a phone. That's that's their choice. I'm not going to. Well, I don't. Some people are paying a thousand dollars for a phone, and it's crazy. but but a lot of people are paying a lot more because they're doing a, a monthly service that in, includes a a piece of money going to the phone, and they just then you have the people that just have to feel like they have to keep up with everybody else with the Joneses, an old cliche. Well, 
The Joneses can't see my phone, so what do they know? All right, Mike, thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, you ready to do the rants? I'm dying to do the rants. I just want to get these things rolling, if I can find them. What, what is the date today? Today's the 10th, right? I need the rants for the 10th, please. Can we get the rants for the 10th? Just got to push a couple buttons here, and I think we'll be ready to go. Okay, here we go. Hey, Todd, I want to call and thank you for that wonderful interview yesterday with uh, the gentleman who was calling out Bernie Sanders, and I thought it was Jan really Heldfeld. Hellfeld. He was great, wasn't he? I loved that guy. I thought it was really, really interesting that the way he put it that we as individuals can't uh, force other people to do things like give money or, uh, you know, restrict their liberties. But we essentially hire people to do so by electing them as our representative who will be the, the heavy hand, the thugs. Yeah. So essentially we're hiring thugs to do so. That's right. We're hiring contract gangsters. Ned Lamont is a contract gangster whose job it is, in his mind, is to drive us into the ground while he robs all the money and he tells us pretty stories about what, you know, what a lovey-dovey guy he is because he wants to keep us safe. Do so, but uh, eventually, unfortunately, it uh, backfired on everybody, and they're biting the hands that feed them, and they're biting the hands that feed them uh, significantly to where uh, we're losing fingers, uh, unfortunately. And uh, I hope uh, in the future we all get smart enough to elect people that are going to proclaim they will give us some freedoms and liberty back because they are uh, doing quite a job at taking it away. Well, more than proclaim, we need a system where we, we're in control, like I was laying out earlier in the show. Hi, Todd. Well, I just heard on the news that Biden is meeting up with Brazil's president. And they're going to talk about democracy. Well, what's democracy got to do with communism? Are you talking about our government or Brazil's government? Later. Thank you, Gladys. Have a good weekend. Hey, Todd. If NORAD can track Santa Claus around the world, why can't they track a 200-foot-tall balloon when it Starts in Montana and then ends up in South Carolina. We have the best technology in the history of mankind, and we don't know. Do you, do you actually believe these stories they tell us? They, they can't tell when a balloon is being flown into the country? And that's acceptable for the greatest military? We all think we're all so proud of what we have. We've got the greatest military in the history of mankind. We can fly drones and attack people in the middle of the night with a, somebody driving the plane sitting in a bunker in a, a trailer in Nevada in the desert. But we don't have the ability. We, we could shoot bombs out of the air coming for us, supposedly. But we can't detect a balloon floating a few miles up in the sky what are we are we complete retards hello calling from cheshire oh hang on we'll do that oh that's right can't say that word anymore i did i i retract that the use of that word let's take a quick break stay with us on wtic it's the todd feinberg show live from the nj diet studios on wtic news talk 1080 yeah, we're playing the rants. 
We'll get through as many as we can right now. Then Kathy Flaherty will be here next half hour. And then we've got a 410 guest, but at 440 we're open again. And we'll finish up the rants during that period of time and take some calls. And then 5 o'clock hour, of course, is order up our food and, and dining and recipe and restaurants and all that kind of stuff. Hello, calling from Cheshire. Um, looking over my electric bill, yes, did notice my 24-cent increase added on to my 12-cent increase. Oh, isn't that nice? For an additional 70 bucks a month. 70 bucks. I've been reading that suppliers are available to look into, um, except Eversource will always be the deliverer. So is this going to only go till July for six months if they're going to suck an extra 70 bucks out of everybody for the month? Um, very upset. It's going to be hard to pay this 140 bucks this month for one homeowner. Very upset. Well, you know, don't worry about it. You know what Ned says. You can go to the – you can sign up for some – Discounted oil or something. Uh, yes. Uh, calling, I was just listening, and I don't understand why that woman was preaching so hard just now about having to go to a Christian person. Or I don't understand it. Isn't that what we're in all these wars to begin with? About religion? Don't preach that. Don't spread that. I'm not sure what you're responding to. I wish I could remember something, but I don't. Hi, Todd. It's American Patriot. Today's rant is about Twitter. This whole uproar about Twitter is just your typical Republican playbook. Like Whitewater, Benghazi, Hunter Biden laptop. It's just a whole bunch of nothing. Well, some of what Republicans talk about, like Democrats, uh, you know, some big portion of it is nonsense and some portion of it is legit. We have to sift through. Uh, certainly the the left's anti-free speech stances are clear because it's not just on social media. But you can see clearly on social media that uh, things that the right supports that are legitimate and science driven get uh, get thwarted. They get censored and. Things the left does that are anti-science and anti-free speech are supported. So you can't be happy about that if you believe in liberty and you believe in the American system of government. The United States will provide an interest-free loan to Mexico to build four wind power farms. Mexico will refuse to grant permits for any private companies to come in and invest in this wind, the wind farms. So we let lend them the money, and interest-free, but don't touch it. Thanks, Joe. Another one of your great plans. That's what they so, do. So, Todd, I'm channel surfing last night, trying yeah. to wind down, and I pause on some stupid game show on Channel 8, WTNH. And, you know, we've all witnessed during commercials, uh, news stations teasing a story for the next newscast. But... This time, WTNH, again, remember them? Rich Graziano, the general manager, Dennis House, and the rest of the staff had a Christmas party at the, the governor's mansion the week before uh, the holidays. But anyway, I'm looking, and across the screen it says, Connecticut slipping behind in hiring teachers of color. Oh. During the game show. It's not scrolling across. It's about a third way up. So – 
You know, over the decades, I've witnessed Connecticut's media form an alliance with Connecticut's most dangerous liberals. But then, okay, now I'm questioning, like, why? Did it start out for ratings or favors? And then, I hate to say it, and I know I probably sound nutty for saying it, you know, my father used to tell me about these envelopes of cash that these politicians would hand out to certain people who would make them look good or assist them in retaining or attaining a position. All right, hang on. We've got to do an emergency broadcast thing. Stay with us. I don't. I don't get to hear any of that, so I've no. I have no idea what just happened. But uh, I just, you know, Roland just says into my head. All right, we got an emergency broadcast thing coming up. Ten seconds, and then I don't hear anything. It's very strange. Anyway, let's get uh, Mark finishing up here. That these politicians would hand out to certain people who would make them look good or assist them in retaining or attaining a position. I, I don't know. I'm starting to think there's some dirty business going on with money. What do you think, Todd? I would assume all bad things that you can imagine are happening or likely happening. After listening for so long, I finally decided to call the rant line. He and I are so sick of listening to all these reports, of the police pulling over people and people running away from the police. <laughs> You're sick. And, well, everybody's sick and tired of hearing them. Not acknowledging whatever is going on. I think the simplest way to prevent people from running the bad guys or the criminals from running away, mm. it's time to have a large net that they could throw over these criminals. <laughs> I have written email. Remember in the old westerns how they used to uh they used to do it with the rope, right? Yeah. What's that what's that uh I forget what kind of knot it is. I used to make it when I was a kid, but I, that was a long time ago. Anyway, yeah, we, that was a great method. All I assume it didn't work like it did in the Westerns in real life, but that was great. I have written emails. I have written to state police, etc., and never got a response <laughs> as to... <laughs> you never got a response on the net idea. Wait, he's got another idea, too, so after news, we'll listen to that as well. Oh, man. Stay with us on WTIC. Why wait? Come on. Oh, come on. Why wait? You can rant right now at 860-751-4698 on the Todd Feinberg Show. WT. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. 
You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. legal rights project what is that why is my uh, mic going in and out like that do you know what's going on was i on the air or off the air or what happened yeah but was i off for because it was i couldn't hear it and you did something just now and now it's back oh okay all right that's how you want to be keep it a secret let's talk to kathy flaherty hi kathy Hi, Todd. How are you? I forget if we had a, uh, I thought we had a topic all picked up, but I couldn't find anything in your notes. that. Well, I think what we had said that we would maybe talk about is the governor's budget, but, you know, I'm flexible. Well, what are you inflexible about in terms of what you want to talk about? Like, what's, Um, what's, uh, what are you feeling passionate about today? What am I, uh, well. I don't don't want flexibility. I want want rigidity. Uh, that that doesn't well maybe it does I don't know um, <laughs> I I think the one thing I'm frustrated about today is um, people not seeming yeah, to well, understand people are the requirements of the uh, people are frustrating uh, but people not <laughs> understanding the requirements of a federal law that has been the law for decades. How would we know? There's so many laws. There are a lot of laws. But I think um, I think it's fundamental on some people to understand requirements of major laws that apply to state and local governments. Oh, is there a good way. story here? Tell it. Tell us this story. This sounds intriguing. What's the well, law? I, well, the law that I'm talking about is the Americans with Disabilities Act. And the you know, if you actually read the, the bulletin that gets put out by the Connecticut General Assembly, um, it's right in their language that they follow the Americans with Disabilities Act. Mm-hmm. Um, there are issues. But, that but, but that's a huge piece, piece of legislation in terms of what it called for. And then there's a huge body of law over the 30 or 40 years since it was passed, right? So it's a hard thing to know what it actually calls for on everything, isn't it? I don't th- not for not not for some things. I think arguably um, some things may be difficult to understand because the actual law you write has at least five titles to it. But, you know, the title that applies to state and local governments is Title II of the ADA. And that's pretty clear that um, it requires them to make reasonable accommodations for people with disabilities when 
those accommodations and the changes to the way you usually do things are required to enable a person with a disability to participate in that public program. Can you give us an example of, of uh, where this would apply? Uh, maybe you have something that's uh, cogent for you right now? Well, I think, you know, one of, the, one of the things that we've seen in terms of increasing accessibility for some people to participate in the legislative process is the ability to testify over Zoom mm-hmm. as opposed to having to come in person uh, to the building in Hartford. So if you have barriers to transportation, um, you know, needing additional personal assistance or something like that, so it makes it that much more difficult for you to physically get to the building, being able to testify over Zoom can be a huge help because you can do that from from your house. But and did that did that kind of option ever exist before COVID or did COVID um, usher in this new didn't. era? No. I mean and that was what is amazing. Like because of COVID, we kind of created a lot of ways of making things more accessible to people. And I think that's something that as a person who lives with a disability um, lived with a disability before COVID, we didn't make those accommodations for people prior to the pandemic. We did them when it was required to keep everybody safe. But now that some people think we've moved beyond the pandemic, which we are still in, 65 people died in Connecticut this past week from COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people with disabilities are still not being provided those accommodations. Um, and that's if you want something that will rile me up and, and make me angry, uh, that's pretty much it. See, this is what I think is wrong, though, with laws that are so massive and come from Washington, which is an act of violence, I think, against the American system of government to pass you know, hundreds of pages of, of legislation in a single thing and have statements in it like uh, everybody should make reasonable accommodations because it's just not there's not enough interaction like people should be making a specific law about a specific thing at a specific time when it's doable not pass a blanket law that uh, you should behave reasonably because behave reasonably changes every day and that means the courts are busy with these lawsuits all the time over what's reasonable it's just endless Okay, I hear part of what you're saying. Um, The flip side of that, though, is having a kajillion different laws for each individual, you know, of a kajillion different situations, Mm -hmm. which I would imagine you'd complain just as much about. What I not, not if it was is, done locally and there was actually what? because they've got a limited uh, bandwidth, so they have. Okay, you know, here's really what I think these... the biggest challenge of the ADA okay. is, though, and I will agree with you. It is it is far from a perfect law, and I think most laws are not perfect, and you have to you have to see how sometimes they play out. The biggest problem is that the the statute itself uses the word reasonable, mm-hmm. and my assessment of what is reasonable is likely to be very different from somebody else's assessment of what's reasonable. Yes. But the key thing, the key thing of what this law also requires is that there is engagement in what is called an interactive process. Mm -hmm. So I make a request for myself or somebody else I know who's living with a disability. The answer can't be a flat no, we don't do that. It has to be, we can't do we maybe can't do the specific thing you're asking for but what else might we be able to do 
that will get you to the point where you will have the ability to participate in this public process that you have the right to participate in as a um, member of the public in Connecticut. And Mm -hmm. so that's, I think, what a lot of people don't understand about the law is this requirement for this engagement in a conversation. Um, because that's really what this law does. It's like it, I well, that, that sounds like a huge burden on government as well, it, and that government's ill-equipped for, because government doesn't care about people. It doesn't want to think about these things. It wants to do things the same way every time so it can be thoughtless and be held harmless. And so there's, a, there's an automatic tug of war. I, I appreciate the desire to put into place some scheme that would allow you to uh, have the government be responsive, but... I feel like well, these laws make government. The law, right, but the law requires that. So, like, it's not just a nice thing that I think would be nice to have. It actually is federal law, and it would yes, be really but, great if people followed it. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is that structurally humans don't work that way, and structurally government doesn't work that way. So what you're trying to do is undo human nature and undo government nature and undo our system as designed to make sure laws are made as close to home as possible so there's cause and effect and people are close to the process and see it happen and, and know where the strings are attached and, and all and, that. And the people did that back in in the 80s leading up to 1990 when the law was passed. They yeah, but what I'm saying is the, the federal the they federal government the federal shouldn't pass law, these kinds of laws. The federal the federal government held hearings around the country that people were able to participate in. Mm-hmm. People, you know, who use wheelchairs got out of their wheelchairs at the bottom of the Capitol steps and climbed up. I'd encourage you to Google Capitol crawl. Um, that's why the law changed, and it's been 32 years. And yet some people still seem not to understand it. Yeah, well, but but I, that's all I'm saying is that I think the reason people don't understand it, I'm not sure who you're talking Are you talking about government, like people in government don't understand it? Uh, people in government, people in private uh, organizations where, like, those, you know, companies are obligated to follow it. I think, you know, people could understand it if they chose to learn. I think you're right in that people, systems have a way of keeping the status quo in place. Um, So I don't think you and I will disagree about that. There's a certain, uh, I think it's like, whether it's natural state of whatever, it keeps the the current system going. Um, One of the issues, too, is, so I was in the restaurant business with my wife back when this was passed. I remember the fear. We were we were expanding, I think, at the time or shortly after this happened. And we were wondering if we were making a mistake taking over this uh, restaurant because of that of that vagueness in the language that you referred to reasonable accommodation. So if we invested thirty thousand dollars in redoing the porch, was that going to create some responsibility that we change the access from a step down into some kind of ramping system you know when you start looking at all these things and how much might the financial surprise be when somebody decides arbitrarily what what's reasonable and those things create a desire for the thing that is deliberately vague for the reasons which you explain and and you believe in but are go against what society wants to be able to function, which is that things are predictable and solid. And I never understood why we could go to 
We could go to restaurants with these cramped little bathrooms that barely accommodated one human being who could maneuver their bodies with great flexibility to get into this little space yeah. because no, it had I, been built a hundred years ago. And then, but if you build one now, I go to this coffee shop and they've got one, it's maybe a 500 square foot coffee shop and half of the space is, is a bathroom for which there is never somebody who needs what it offers in terms of space. Well, one, you never know what somebody else needs. So that's, that's one thing. I think you're absolutely right. You know, so, but like I said, this law was passed in 1990. So someone who's going into business where they want to serve the public now would best be advised to get information <laughs> about what the requirements are. I mean, in that, maybe you could argue that that, you know, provides, you know, full employment for lawyers whose job it is exactly, to yes. know these things. Yes. But, and, 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 all, you know, and they don't really know. Because it matters what the next court rules. So what you know today is, might not be true next week. You ha actually have a legitimate point there. And I think that's one of the problems is that at the end of the day, any federal law really only means what the nine people on the Supreme Court of the United States set, says it means. And um, in, in and between for five years or, or 30 years, whatever, what the, the courts say until it gets to the Supreme Court. Right. So, the, and that is a challenge. Um, I, I do know, you know, the one of the things that I would say is that if you listen to people who really focus on design and people, especially when it's people with disabilities talking about what disabled people actually need in terms of design, a lot of the things that are designed, that were initially designed for disabled people actually help everyone. You know, when you think about the, um, door handles, you know, where you used to have to twist the doorknob and now you have these levers that you can push. Those are actually easier to open. When you have the automatic door openers, that actually helps people who are carrying packages, you know, maybe parents with kids or, or doing a stroller. That thing helps everybody. Curb cuts help everybody. But when you don't have those things, it makes the physical world Yes, no doubt. But at the same time, the there is another side of the ledger, and it's the expenditure of the money that you. So we spent thirty grand at one point putting a a ramp in to access our basement dining room in a restaurant, and and it was virtually unused over twenty years. And you look and, at it, and you and say, would, "Well, it just it's hard to do cost that, benefit analysis on that." No, I hear you, but here's what I would say: is that if people knew you had an accessible facility and you advertised that as an accessible facility, you might have gotten a lot more people who use wheelchairs and would have <laughs> needed the ramp. But seriously, though, yeah, because yeah. a lot of people say, well, there's only one step in to the building. I'm like, well, then you're just choosing to not get business from a whole lot of people. And people with disabilities make up a significant portion of the population. More so and, all the time. Yes. So, Kathy, you know, sorry, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to let okay. you go there. This is a fun conversation. I appreciate it. Always is. It's uh, C, tell us your website. I'm blanking. Uh, CLRP.org. And how do people and reach our, you? And our intake number is one 402 Thanks, Kathy. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Take care, Todd. Bye-bye.
Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Well, I guess I didn't leave that much time after all, did I? I'll play a little. Well, see if I can finish up this rant. Wait a sec. Let me push the button. Here we go. The other thing is we have animal tranquilizers. When there's a troublesome animal, they can shoot the animal with a tranquilizer. Why can't they do this to people? This guy is wondering why the police don't have options like uh, putting a net out and using tranquilizers to calm people uh, instead of having to uh, brutalize them, beat them to death, shoot them, some of the things they do. Which is part tongue-in-cheek, I assume, and uh, not doable. But And it's also important to note that it's unclear who the bad guys are in a lot of these situations. So it's like regular people need to also be carrying around these tools to protect themselves at times. Let's go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. We've got a little Mark Christopher action going on Friday afternoon. We should have some action on the roads as well. How are we looking, Mark? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 